Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Welcome to TC Live, presented by Fidelity Investments. On tonight's show, the quarterfinals now set in Atlanta. We'll take you through the day. Novak Djokovic approaching history in Tokyo and making some friends on the way. And we get you set for King Richard, the big tennis movie release coming out this fall. I am excited for that one. Hi, everybody. Rob Similcare along with... Tracy Austin, Kamal Murray, and Kamal, you liked Kyrgios going into that match just now against Cam Norrie, but Norrie looked sharp, didn't really give Kyrgios much of a look. He did. It was troubling. I mean, Cam Norrie came out focused. Nick Kyrgios came out, didn't look like himself, didn't look like he was sort of clear on what he wanted to be doing, and that showed throughout the rest of the match. You know, I was just so impressed with Cam Norrie. That's why he's having the best year of his career this year. Kamau, I think, because he has, just seems to have a more aggressive mindset. He feels like he rushes his opponents. He did a great job. All right, we'll get you the highlights of that match in just a minute. But first, let's get to the two Americans that faced off for a quarterfinal spot earlier today. John Isner against his buddy Jack Sock. Isner, he's won this thing five times, so he feels like he's playing on his home court. And he looks solid today against his friend Jack Sock. He really did, and it was actually Jack Sock who had more of the opportunities in the opening set. The one break point opportunity he had, he couldn't convert. Sock had 4-2 in this tie break, a mini break. He also had a set point, but it was Jack Sock who missed a couple of forehands at crucial moments, and John Isner was just that much more solid to win the tie break in the end. He's got such great court coverage, long range, and Sock slammed the ball out of the stadium after that first set and had a wardrobe change because he had to calm down. He was so upset about missing those opportunities. Opportunities in the four-all game also, and a little sloppy. This is match point, and watch how close this is from Jack Sock. Almost saved that match point, but just two millimeters long. Sock thought he had it, not quite. Don Isner spoke after the match. The wife's right there. We're, we're pretty good at making babies. <laughs> we, we, uh, we, we, we have our, uh, our, our third one on the way. And uh, I think it definitely, um, it definitely helps my tennis. So I've been trying to nudge Jack and his beautiful wife, Laura, to, to get going, Gus. It's a, it's a good thing for your tennis. Wow. So the Jack Sock breaking a little news there. Yeah. For those who didn't know. He and his wife expecting a third child, and so it's, he's, he's feeling good about himself, he's clearly. He's feeling good. He's got a, a little girl, then a little boy a year later, and now a third on the way. He talks about uh, renting an apartment there. He loves making breakfast for his kids. So good job. All right. A little extra time at home for John Isner resulted in a baby. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jack, Jack Sox got work to do, so he doesn't need to have any babies yet. He needs to get back to playing tennis and working hard. He breaks it down to brass tacks very quickly, come out. <laughs> it's working for him. Whatever he's doing is clearly working for him. Another quarterfinal match today saw Yannick Sinner. Sinner hadn't played yet. This was his first match in Atlanta after a bye in the first round, taking on Chris O'Connell, the Australian, looking for his first career quarterfinal. 
Yeah, you know, Yannick Center was played solid first set. Not, not often that you see him squander two and three set points, but had two set points earlier in the tiebreaker and another set point that he didn't take advantage of. And O'Connell took control of the tiebreaker. Just backed up, played a lot of defense. Yannick Center moved in, maybe some ill-advised approach shots, and then O'Connell made him pay with some great counter punches. And then he steps up here and never looks back. You know, nice little backhand line here. And he never looked back. He's built a lot of confidence. You can see him in the second set here. You're going to see him get the, Game the early set. break in the second. Okay. And really, what, I, what really impressed me about his, his ability to counterpunch and then in the second set step up and be more aggressive. Game. I had not okay. seen that second dimension to his game. I primarily I viewed him as a counterpuncher, but in this second set, he stepped up and took control, got a little bit of confidence from the first Game. set, set and never looked back. And so congratulations to the new O'Connell. A career win for this guy. His first career quarterfinal at the age of 28. Congrats to him. Benoit Pair and Emile Roussevori. And Pair with the prodigious beard probably didn't help him stay cool on a very hot day in Atlanta. No, they both came out in dark clothes. And on court, they're saying it's probably 120 degrees. Benoit Pair always a lethal backhand, but his forehand was on fire that first set. Takes it 6-4. Early stages of the second set, he was already feeling the heat, had the trainer come out. And Rusevari, grinder out there, extended the points and really made it physical. Pair was starting to feel the heat. <clears throat> Excuse me. And double faults for that second set. Rusevari was just playing very, very well, keeping that ball deep, using the angles. And Benoit Pair needed the trainer again at the beginning stages of the third set. And this is just when he pulls the ripcord. He just can't Game handle Rusevari. the heat. And Rusevari had seemed to have no problem. He's still moving very well. And Pair continues for just a bit longer. And then he realized this is too tall of an order. He cannot, cannot manage the heat and the conditions. Good job for Rusevari. Yeah, you, you can just see his body language there. It looks like maybe he's cramping up. And so Pear taps out and Rue Savori on to the quarterfinals. Cam Nori, this was Cabo last week lifting the trophy and Cameron Nori coming into Atlanta with a lot of momentum. Those are pretty trophies, by the way. Kind of an Aztec feel or something down there in Mexico. And so Nori taking on Nick Kyrgios in tonight's featured night session match. Yeah, you know, Cam Nori, Nick Kyrgios, this promised to be a great match. You know, Nick Kyrgios came out and just didn't look like he was prepared, didn't look like he was focused. Perhaps the Don Isner match went a little bit longer than expected. Uh, him and Jack Sock, and he just didn't get off to a great start here. Cam Nori has been playing too solid to get him this big of a lead. And in the second set, you start, got, got a little glimpse of hope there. Uh, Nick Kyrgios got the crowd into it, started using that backhand line a lot more, going to the Cam Nori backhand. But then he just could not hold it together here. Just a loose game here at 4-all. And Cameron Nori just would not look back. It wasn't a lot. It wasn't fancy for Nori. It was just solid. And it just kept coming. And there's match point. Curios falling in straight sets to Cam Nori. So Nori on to the quarterfinals. And, you know, he was asked before the season who he thought the ATP player would be who would break through this year. And Cam Nori said, 
me. me. I'm going to break through. And he's breaking through. Yeah, absolutely. And so many players used COVID wisely. And I'm going to put Cam Norrie right at the top because he really got so much stronger. And he's so much more physical on the court. He's up on the baseline. His ball has a lot of rotation, jumps off the court. He's hitting harder. As I said before, he's just more aggressive-minded. He's gotten to four finals, won that one last week, one on grass, two on clay, and one on hard. I mean, that's really incredible. That shows a lot of versatility. And, you know, what I like about his statement at the beginning of the year was a lot of times in tennis, you know, it's kind of taboo to sort of speak up for yourself and to show that you believe in yourself. And in an individual sport, the thing that you have to have most is a strong inner belief because you're out there playing by yourself. So I wasn't mad at his statement. I'm really, I think that's the reason why he's had such a good year because he spoke it into existence. He owned it. He felt like he deserved it. And we're seeing that as we saw today. So Cam Nori takes the last quarterfinal spot in Atlanta. Let's take a look at those quarterfinals. Play starting tomorrow at 12 Eastern. Four Americans making their way through to the quarterfinals. Brandon Nakashima will take on Jordan Thompson. A match of Americans, Taylor Fritz and Riley Opelka. And then it'll be Nori Rusevori and John Isner taking on Christopher O'Connell. Tracy, what jumps out at you there? Taylor Fritz, Riley Opelka. Riley Opelka was actually the best man at Taylor Fritz's wedding. So it's never easy to play such a good friend. And these are two players that played each other in the juniors. They played each other junior grand slams. You know, it's going to be a serving contest. I'm looking forward to it. I'm going with B-Not. I'm going with Brandon Nakashima, Jordan guy. That is a Your winnable week. match for Brandon. He had a great week last week, had a couple good wins this week. I'm looking for him to really take control of that. When I look at the two wins that he had, I think this is the most winnable Absolutely. of the first, first two. So I'm looking to see if he can kind of keep it going. And he beat him last week. He beat him last week in Mexico. So good vibes, Brandon. Hydrate tonight, Brandon. Hydrate. <laughs> he's on a run. Your guy, your world team tennis guy. That's so I know he's, you're watching him closely, and we'll see him on the court tomorrow. When we come back on TC Live, Novak Djokovic, he's going for history, and he's in Tokyo Making friends, Mr. Popularity. We'll talk look, How look does he at do that. that by the way? All right, that's the pose we'll have to talk about after the break when we come back on TC Live. <laughs> Tennis Channel Live is presented by Fidelity Wealth Management. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. And welcome back to TC Live, presented by Fidelity. Novak Djokovic is not only looking to complete the calendar Grand Slam at the U.S. Open later this summer by winning, he also would break a tie and pass Roger Federer and Rafael Nadal on the list for all-time majors in a career. This is the story in the sport of tennis right now as Djokovic tries for magical 21 on September 12th in New York. And you know, let's be honest, you know, with his career being as great as it has been, he hasn't always been the most popular player on the tour with fans in the stadium. Tracy, if he wins, if he completes this unbelievable feat, do you think it's sort of a chance for him to ha- have a reset in a way with fans and, and perhaps get some love from the fans that he hasn't always gotten? 
Yeah, I think quite possibly. There's got to be so much respect for Novak Djokovic if he does win the calendar year Grand Slam or even one better, the Golden Slam, which would include the Olympics. It's awfully hard in this era when Novak Djokovic, excuse me, Roger, Roger Federer and Rafa Nadal come before you and those guys don't seem to to step any foot wrong. And uh, they, are, they are so popular wherever they go, seem to always be the hometown favorite. We've seen Novak get a little prickly sometimes with the fans and with the chair umpires. But oftentimes we also see how endearing he is, and he's been so popular at the Olympics. Well, he certainly has had fun. And you, you know these guys, you know these players. Djokovic shows the other side sometimes. You see in interviews, you see in situations where he shows the fun side of Novak Djokovic. Well, I think Novak has, has not made any secret about his desire to be the best ever. Right, He's made it very clear that that's his goal. And sometimes being a nice guy comes second. But I'll say, you know, he, when he was in Chicago for the Labor Cup, he came to my facility, spent four hours with the kids voluntarily for free. So he's always at the top of my list because of that. That was a, a tremendous gesture on, uh, on his part. But I think now that he has 20 and he's has equal to the other two, I think he's kind of, you know, took a sigh of relief now. And now he's just within one of becoming potentially the greatest ever. And so I think that's what we're seeing, the friendlier side come out of Joker's a little bit more secure now that he's equal with their totals. And I'm enjoying seeing him now kind of be a little more outward, a little more friendly. You saw that celebration he did after winning Wimbledon. And that's become his thing, that four corners. He goes to each corner, salutes the crowd. I think that's him trying to say, hey, you know, I know you weren't cheering for me during this I, match, but, but I love you and I want the support. Yeah, it's been hard sometimes because I was at the match a couple of years ago where he actually beat Roger when Roger had those two match points at Wimbledon. And there were very few people in the crowd that were for Djokovic. And even when he won, it kind of was almost quiet. It was a weird feeling. So I'd like to see him get the love because I've heard so many stories like yours where he reaches out and help, helps others, gives rackets to kids in the stands and really changes their lives. So it would be nice for him to get so much respect. And I think he is going to do it because he's still so young at 34. He's playing so well. Um, it's an incredible era with those three guys gobbling up everything, all, the, all the titles. Who knows what number he's going to end up at. But you know, the Goodwill Tour has sort of started for Novak Djokovic in Tokyo. He you know, walks in there, one of the most famous athletes in the world, and he has been a star in social media. He's been taking selfies with athletes from all over the world. And, you know, this is really what we're talking about, the other side of Novak that people are starting to see in Tokyo. Well, he's the greatest among greats. And the fact that so many athletes want to come up to him and take selfies with him shows that they are recognizing that this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to be with the legend in his sport. And so I think it's been fun for everybody. And he definitely looks like he's enjoying it. Wow. Look, at everybody here, stand in line, take a selfie with Novak. I mean, he obviously must be... Uh, the most sought-after athlete, and why not? I mean, I think he will go down as the greatest of all time. And he looked looking very generous, very approachable. He looks like he's enjoying it, and uh, he's winning so easily, by the way, <laughs> to the semifinals. 2-0 and over Nishikori, losing two games. That's ridiculous. Against Nishikori in Japan, so impressive. And, you know, it's great for the sport of tennis, obviously, to have a guy with that level of fame sort of being one of the stars of these Olympics, and one of the, my favorite shot was the one with the Belgian gymnastics team. You see him down there showing. I mean, we know he's flexible. We've seen him do splits on the court many times. There it is. He actually we... looks comfortable. I mean, that looks like he could stay there forever, right? That is not normal for a guy. <laughs> I don't think it's normal for anybody. 
I mean, we knew we had the flexibility, the grace, I think. We, we didn't quite know we had that grace, if you, if you want to call that grace, Tracy. I'm not, I'm not sure what I would call that, but he's clearly having a good time over there. He is. I think he works on his flexibility. I've seen him come out where he's actually standing with the left leg on the ground, and his uh, physio is there, and he puts the right leg on the shoulder. I mean, that's just insane. He's well, worked on it, and he deserves that flexibility. Kamau, he's been rolling in the Olympics. Clearly, he's been doing well. The number two seed is now out. Uh, he's got what looks like a pretty clear pathway to the gold. Do you think anybody gets in his way? No, I just think he's been playing too well for too long. You know, um, and when you're playing that well for that long, you know, it's going to take you know, an act of God to sort of derail sort of what, what looks to be destiny for him. But how exciting is this for tennis and for Novak Djokovic and for tennis fans to think of, I think he's going to get the, the Olympic gold, so then we're going to go down to New York. We're going to New York with one left. How much pressure is Novak going to feel? We saw Serena had just got to the semifinals of the U.S. Open. She just needed two matches a few years ago to get the calendar year Grand Slam. So it would bring a lot of focus, a lot of eyes on tennis, which would be very exciting. Do you think Novak succumbs to the pressure? I mean, he's handled pressure so well. Do you think it'll be an issue for him going into New York? Well, you know, I think that him winning the gold is probably a lock. I do think that in New York City, managing that environment over a two-week time frame can get tricky, you know, with uh, bed bugs and food poisoning and other people playing well because they also love New York and want to be in New York. And Roger, right, and Rafa, they've also won there multiple times. So I do think that'll be hard uh, for him. It's not impossible, but it'll be a lot harder than Wimbledon was. I don't know where you stay in New York, but the bed bugs, I don't think it'll be an issue for Novak. I think he'll <laughs> probably have a clean bed when he gets to New York. Coming up, I don't know about you guys, I am so excited for this film coming up this fall. King Richard, Will Smith, we'll talk about it after this. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to TC Live, presented by Fidelity. We head to Kitzbühel now. They're playing on the clay, and Kasper Ruud of Norway looking for his third straight tournament win. And we've got Michael Emer in the near court. He takes the first set, and Kasper Ruud is so good on clay. He's been playing incredible this year. So many wins, particularly on this surface. And Michael Emer actually served for the match at 5-4, had a match point, served for it at 6-5. And he wasn't able to take that set. And once Casper Ruud got into the third set, he started dictating play with his forehand, moving Emer around, and it was all Casper Ruud, as it has been this year on clay in particular. And Emer had nothing left, and the precision of Casper Ruud was on target. Another beautiful match from the Norwegian. So Casper Ruud into the semifinals. There you see their set in Kitzbühel. Coverage starts at 6 a.m. Eastern Friday. Daniel Altmaier and Pedro Martinez in the other semifinal in Kitzbühel. And Kamal Kasparud, you know, really starting to rack up the points, the rankings. He's now in the top 15, and he's earning most of that, that on the dirt. 
Yeah, you know, I thought he made a wise decision to stay over there on his best surface, try to just improve his ranking, improve his seed going into the Open, maybe get a couple easier rounds early in the, in the next Grand Slam. So very strategic move on his part and very wise move, I thought. All right, let's take a look at what's going on on social media in the world of tennis right now. And first of all, here's Caroline Wozniacki with her new child. And uh, Tracy, you, you can speak to this better than I can, but <laughs> she does not look like she just had a baby. Yeah, her new child is six weeks old, not two years old. I mean, look at Caroline. She looks extremely fit in the midsection, and that usually doesn't get back to that shape quite that quickly. I've, I've done it three times, and it takes a little longer. So kudos <laughs> to Caro. Amazing. And her husband, uh, David Lee. Well, you know, she's famous for running marathons, and maybe there's a comeback there. Maybe there's a comeback brewing there. She definitely looks fit enough. She looks like Sounds like could... you know something, Kamau. No, 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 not no. at all. <laughs> It looks like she's ready to step out on the court right now. Congratulations to them. Looks like they're really enjoying parenthood. And here's something I think we're all going to enjoy this fall. King Richard, the movie coming out, Will Smith playing Richard Williams. And, of course, the to me, the, the most incredible story in, in, in maybe in the history of tennis, what Richard Williams did, of course, raising Venus and Serena. I've seen the preview, Tracy. It looks incredible. Yeah, history of tennis, it might be the history of sport because you have two young ladies taught by a dad who really didn't play tennis coming out of Compton to become both number one in the world and both win Grand Slams. It's a story of fairy tales, and I can't wait to see the movie. Well, think about how much of a a tribute this is to have Will Smith playing Richard Williams, who also played Ali. I mean, that's a heck of an actor to come out and sort of tell your life story. So, you know, just shows that... Um, you know, Richard Williams is a legend, not only in tennis, just, just in life. And I think Will Smith playing him is a, is a testament to that. And I can tell you this much, having watched the preview, they, the wardrobe people, they went back to the 70s and they found those shorts. They, they found those <laughs> short shorts that Richard Williams was wearing on those courts in Compton. And yes, Will Smith is wearing those shorts. I'd like to go back to those shorts. Oh, I no. think that, yeah, the men's too short, too baggy. You know, the women's dresses get smaller and smaller, and the men's get baggier and baggier. Oh, no, those are those Detroit Pistons sort of, you yes. know, <laughs> shorts that ride up a little too high with the high socks. Those need to stay in the past. And, and the tube socks. <laughs> but I, he's got the tube socks going, too. So he, he really, he looks a lot like Richard Williams, and we can't wait to see that. Well, coming up Friday is the Summer in the Cities series continues on our way to the U.S. Open. First, we'll start on the clay of Kitzbühel, and then Atlanta quarterfinals. Three matches in the daytime, and then the nighttime quarter number four. Tennis Channel Live wraps it up. We'll be back with more on TC Live after this. Welcome back to TC Live, presented by Fidelity. It has been four years since Madison Keys won in San Jose, but the Mubadala Silicon Valley Classic will kick off next week. She's back in the draw, along with Allison Risk, Shelby Rogers, Sloan Stevens getting a wild card into this one. So we'll have that on Tennis Channel for you next week. And Kamau, who do you like uh, when you look at that? Sloan Stevens got the wild card. Do you think she'll uh, be ready to make a run into that tournament? Yeah, she's been playing great as of late, as has Danielle Collins. Madison Keys won a couple rounds in uh, Wimbledon. So I think that's a stacked field, and I'm interested to see who kind of comes, uh, who, who wins when the dust settles. Yeah. Danielle Collins winning her first title a couple of weeks ago in Palermo. That's always an exciting moment. And I think Sloan, I mean, 69, the ranking 69 or 70 next to her name is crazy. I, I'm really excited that Sloan seems to be playing much better this spring. All right, well. 
We will have all four quarterfinals back in Atlanta tomorrow. They'll all play. Let's take a look at the lineup, the order of play. Brandon Nakashima leading things off. Then the matchup of Americans, Fritz and Opelka. And the nightcap, John Isner, the five-time champion in Atlanta, will face off against Christopher O'Donnell, who O'Connell, who's made his first career quarterfinal here. So you got to like the matchup there for Isner. Yeah, isn't it? It looks like a match that he should win on paper. But, you know, Chris O'Connell played well today. He's going to have a lot of confidence after the win over center. So, you know, John Isner needs to just, you know, not take it for granted and show up ready to play. Yeah, Chris, Chris O'Connell is a very good athlete. His forehand was firing today. But John looked really solid against Jack today with a big serving. And he looked very comfortable all around the court. And, you know, you look at that match between Taylor Flitz and Roddy Opelka, that's the match of two good friends, uh, two big servers. I'm going to give the edge to Taylor Fritz just because he's got a little bit more well-rounded game. So I I think he'll be able to squeak out one of those return games that he's going to need to pull from Roddy, especially Roddy kind of struggled yesterday on his serve, a couple double faults early in the set. So if he does that again, Taylor Fritz will jump all over him. One thing we can probably count on, it will be hot. It's been hot there all week. Three matches in the day session, and then we'll finish up with Isner at night. Tracy? One player you're looking for tomorrow. Taylor Fritz. I, I just love the way that he competes. I think you're exactly right. He'll, he'll bide his time and get that break. All right, guys. Well, we will see you all tomorrow. Thanks for joining us here on TC Live. Have a good night. We'll see you tomorrow.